about the Trump presidency is that he was a white supremacist, he was a fascist, he was doing all sorts of things to undo the American dream, the freedoms that people enjoyed, turn back the clock, put us all into a police state, and nothing of the sort happened. The economy was going gangbusters, energy was aplenty, gasoline was below $2 a gallon, people wanted for very little, no new wars were started, troops were being brought home, no one was deprived of anything, and all of a sudden, now that the big bad orange man is gone, all these things that his opponents said that he was trying to do, they're doing, and they're doing it with a vengeance. Hi, everyone. I'm Jamie Dury, and welcome to another episode of The Jamie Dury Show. If you have not already done so, please subscribe, and you can do so in one of three easy ways. Simply go to the iTunes App Store or the Google Play Store and download the free Podbean app, and you can subscribe that way. That's, of course, if you prefer to use a third-party podcast aggregator app. If you're perfectly satisfied with your native app, then simply go to your iTunes App Store or Google Play Store and just search out The Jamie Dury Show. But regardless of which place you search out The Jamie Dury Show and find it and subscribe, you'll be able to leave comments, leave reviews, and we really desperately need both. The more positive reviews we get, the faster the show will grow and the more we'll be able to bring to you. So please give us a five-star review. Be kind. We make an effort to try and cover things or give you a perspective that other people don't give you. So please uh, give us that little helping hand. It'll take you nothing but a minute. It's so quick to do it on on smartphones now. So why do I say what, what I just said about um, the suppressive nature of what they said the Trump administration was going to be? Well, look at what we have. First of all, we have this COVID-19 virus that beset us all in 2020. It started to rear its head supposedly in late 2019, and now it's in the United States in 2020, and everybody's panicking. Everyone's going to die. We're all finished. But the reality is, ladies and gentlemen, that in the United States, as I've said many times on this show, the mortality rate from COVID-19 is about 1.7%. That's hardly a pandemic make. When you consider the uh, seasonal flu is a little bit less than 1%, about half a percent, uh, something that is even two or even three times more deadly than the seasonal flu is not something that sends me into a blind panic. Additionally, (coughs) excuse me, since there was great financial incentive, and I mean great financial incentive, for people to um, exploit the COVID-19 funding that the federal government gave in great abundance, virtually everyone who died was deemed to have died with COVID-19. Now, I've said this before, but in case you didn't listen, excuse me one second. I had to take a little sip of water, a little dry throat. We have... Many hospitals you've heard of in this country where people go for end-of-life care. We have one here in Calvary, and I know someone that works there. Now, Calvary is typically a place where people go when they're in the final stages of cancer or some other lethal uh, disease, and they're in a lot of pain and suffering, and they, they make them more comfortable in their final days. They're really wonderful places for people in that condition. 
Well, people went to Calvary with cancer, stage four cancer. And after they died from the cancer, they would do a test on their remains. And if they tested positive for COVID, the death was carried as COVID because you got federal money for every death that was COVID, which explains why, even though Trump built a beautiful hospital in the Javits Center to hold two or 3,000 patients for COVID so that the hospitals could free up bed space from COVID patients for regular patients, only about two or 300 people ever went there. Because anybody who died or got treated at that hospital, which is run by the U.S. Army, uh, wouldn't be counted among the COVID uh, patients or cases in the state for the purposes of awarding aid to the state. So they kept as many people as they could in state facilities, even nursing homes, and they didn't care that they killed uh, thousands of elderly people who were perfectly fine other than the fact they were living their golden years in a nursing home by shoving COVID-19 positive patients into those nursing homes. And they had the gall to accuse the staff of bringing it in. This is the sort of of, um, fascist, domineering, you don't have a choice attitude the Democrats brought to everything. Now it got worse. Now they're trying to ram down your throat these vaccines. Uh, And the vaccines um, present a great financial boon to the pharmaceutical companies who have developed them. Now, I don't have an axe to grind generally with pharmaceutical companies, but there's something unholy going on here. Pfizer is making $1,000 a minute from these vaccines, which is 60,000, sorry, $1,000 a second, which is 60,000 a minute, which is 3.6 million an hour, which is something on the order of $84 million a day. That's an obscene amount of money for anyone to make. <clears throat> they yell at the oil industry, uh, making $84 million a day is obscene. The oil industry doesn't make anywhere near that. Now, why all this panic about the vaccine? Why all this rush to vaccine? Because they want you to believe that you're at imminent risk of death from this COVID variant. Well, I've just told you The mortality rate is about 1.7%. It's less than 2%. And even in the elderly, the mortality rate is only about 4 or 5% at worst. You have a 90% chance of surviving. And most people uh, at that age, one of the reasons why the mortality rate is a little higher, yes, they're older, but by the time we get to a certain age, we usually have other things wrong with us. And it's these other things that predispose us to a... a, um, less than satisfactory end to the exposure of the COVID virus. But now we have these variants. Now, originally they told us you're going to get two vaccines from Moderna or Pfizer, uh, and that's going to be fine. You'll be set. And Johnson & Johnson had a one-dose vaccine they came up with. Moderna, interesting to note, was on the verge of bankruptcy before they came up with the COVID-19 vaccine, and now they're a thriving company again. Now, all of a sudden, we're finding out that because these were synthesized vaccines that didn't use real viruses, that their efficacy fades over time. So now they want you to get boosters. And now we have phony Fauci talking about how the definition of fully vaccinated is going to change. Here we have Fauci saying, It's going to be a matter of when, not if. Well, let me say it like he does. It's going to be a matter of when, not if. 
The term fully vaccinated right now refers to people who have gotten at least two doses of the Pfizer Moderna or one shot of the J&J. And now the CDC has left open the um, possibility they're going to change the definition. Why? Why? Well, because, as I said, it's a synthesized vaccine, so the effectiveness of it over time wanes. So now they want to give you another booster. They're going to be giving you boosters forever, and these people are going to be making a lot of money forever, and that money <coughs> seems to be squirreled right back to the DNC, the Democratic Party, because these are the politicians that are uh, voting for this sort of nonsense. Now you have this idiot in New York City, uh, de Blasio, who I guess hasn't realized that in January 1st he's gone, signing these orders in his waning days in office that um, New York City religious and private school workers must get a dose of the vaccine by the 20th of this month or face termination. It's an extension of an order that he applied to all public schools. We're going to do everything in our power to protect our students and our school staff and mandate for non-public school employees will help keep our school communities and youngest New Yorkers safe. There's only one problem with that, Dumbo. Youngest New Yorkers aren't at risk of anything. The mortality rate among children is so low, they probably have a better chance of buying a lottery ticket if they were allowed to do so and win. This Delta variant, which they frightened you to death with, yes, it is a variant. It is a mutation. It is 50% more contagious, approximately, than COVID-19 itself. But it is also less lethal. So the reason why most of the deaths you've heard from COVID cases have come from the Delta variant is because there's more cases of the Delta variant because it's more contagious, but it's less lethal. And now we have the Omicron variant. And what we're finding out about the Omicron variant is that most of the cases, virtually all of the cases that we found in the U.S. so far, are extremely mild. So it's less contagious even than the Delta variant. And they continue to ram these vaccines down your throat. What they don't tell you is... These geniuses who are all saying they want to follow the science, follow the science, follow the science. Well, how about the science that we're getting out of Israel, where they did a two and a half million person study, not 5,000 or 50,000, but two and a half million. I've said this before. I've reported on it, but it's worth mentioning again. And they found that people who've had COVID and were fortunate enough to survive it, which is the vast majority of people who get it, they have an immunity on orders of magnitude greater than anything you can get from a a vaccine, a naturally acquired immunity. Further, their immunity not only is better, but it's longer lasting. Originally, they were trying to sell you on that horse crap that the... um, you get reinfected because the, the immunity didn't last. Now we know that the best, most complete, and longest-lasting immunity is the immunity you get from actually having had the virus. Now, there are people who are at risk from the virus, people who have pre-existing conditions, and nobody is suggesting... <clears throat> excuse me. <coughs> that everyone go out and get COVID-19 just so they can get immunity. However, now that we know the vaccines give us a measure of protection, 
And we know that they're not forever lasting, that we have to continue to get booster and boosters and boosters and more boosters, according to Fauci. It would seem to me now that you're protected with the vaccine, as soon as you get your second shot and you waited a couple of weeks and it builds up in your system, that's when you're the most protected. That's when you're most likely to get the most mild case. Why can't it be like it was when I was a kid where we used to have mumps parties and measles parties? Everybody got together so everybody would get it and get immunity from it. That would be the time we should go out and get the COVID virus because it's the one time we're going to have the least severe case, the highest rate of survivability, even above the 98.3% survival rate we have now. And now you'll have natural immunity, which is better than all of these ridiculous vaccines they're giving you, and you won't need these boosters. So there's a lot of manipulation going on with this virus, and they're going to continue to use it to spread fear. I fully believe you're going to be dealing with this COVID-19 virus right through the 2024 election because they're going to try to use this same happy horse shit to allow mail-in voting, to allow same-day voter registration, uh, internet voting, any way they can undermine the electoral process in this country on the basis of a vax of a, of a a pandemic that really doesn't exist in the true sense of a pandemic like the bubonic plague that they can and proof of it look at what's going on these democrats these democrat strongholds they will do just about anything they want to do and they don't care The laws, the Constitution mean nothing if it gets in the way of what they want to do. Look what's just happened here in my hometown of New York City. A supermajority of the New York City Council backed a bill that would allow non-citizens who at least have a work permit to vote in the city's local elections. The state constitution says only citizens can vote. The United States Constitution says only citizens can vote. Despite being advised of its illegality, the sponsors of the bill are determined to push it forward, and I'm told that today it passed. That New York City um, gave illegal residents the right to vote. Now, whether the final bill um, actually allows people to vote only in local elections or whether it extends to beyond local elections remains to be seen. For the time being, they're only allowed to vote in local elections. The New York Post is reporting that the city council, and these are essentially lame duck politicians. Most of them are not going to be in uh, their council seats in 2022. But this bill has allowed 800,000 non-citizens to vote in local elections. Now, who do you think these people are going to vote for in this already Democratic sewer? They're going to vote for New Yorkers. So they're largely lame duck. Uh, uh, Several Republicans tried to stop it. It it was unsuccessful. It passed the 51-member council by a vote of 33 to 14. There were two abstentions. The bill was sponsored by Councilman... Yadanis Rodriguez, and this will allow hundreds of thousands of non-citizens to participate in local elections by expanding voting eligibility to green card holders, which is about 
of the city's population. Now, a lot of people will say, well, it's just local elections. It's, it's their right. Once they get a slice of the salami, they keep slicing away. Pretty soon it's local elections. Next thing you know, it'll be state elections. The next thing you know, it'll be federal elections. They'll do everything they can to try and undermine the voting process. Why would we expect people who came here illegally (coughs) to abide by any laws? This guy, Rodriguez, should be hung up from the yard arm upside down till the blood rushes to his head and whatever little intellect he's got fades away because he's a about as much of a brain surgeon as a pencil eraser. In 2021, we are writing another chapter, said Rodriguez. New York City is showing another way to do business when it comes to expanding voting rights. We will make our city stronger. (coughs) Really? I can't tell. You've got criminals that get out of jail. Uh, They commit murder, they get out of jail. They rob people, they get out of jail the same day. Very often they're out of jail before the cop even finishes the paperwork. But he's going to make the city better. Meanwhile, certain people aren't getting out of jail. Certain people are languishing in jail. Among them, the people who supposedly stormed the Capitol on January 6th. Now, some very interesting perspective here, my friends. And we can thank... Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene from Georgia, who looked into this and blasted the treatment of these people as political prisoners. Now, Black Lives Matter in 2020 uh, conducted a number of riots. Approximately 6% of the nationwide BLM protests were violent. In total, That number equated to around 570 violent riots. Not one, but 570. That's more than one a week. Capital was one riot, if you want to call it a riot. I don't even call it a riot. Approximately 90% of all of the Black Lives Matter members and Antifa rioters have been released from prison or from jail and their charges have been dropped. Those riots caused over $2 billion in damage. The damages caused by the capital breach were approximately a million and a half, on orders of magnitude different. So she's accusing us of having a two-tiered justice system, and indeed we have a two-tiered justice system. Everyone listened to the president's speech that day. He didn't tell anyone to go out and riot. He didn't tell anyone to go out and destroy. And that's why that ridiculous, unconstitutional attempt to impeach him the second time after he was out of office failed. What's happening here with these people that are being held, not being allowed to see their uh, families, not being allowed to meet with lawyers, being beaten by jail guards, being denied prison... uh, um, medical treatment, it's contemptible. This is the Democratic Party. Destroy your enemies, let them languish, make it a free port, the country at large, for anyone that agrees with us. Let people protest and riot. You have the Black Lives Matter people in the way of um, their New York leader threatening to uh, go to war with the new mayor. So it's nice to see that some of the people they give freedom to are taking that freedom and using it to stick it right back up uh, 
the the uh, cornhole, so to speak, of those who have uh, have fed them, biting the hands that feed them. But my point is showing you all of these contradictions that are going on here today. What about Jesse Smollett, or Jesse, Jesse Smollett, who out and out faked a racial attack and tried to blame it on two Donald Trump supporters when in point of fact it was two black men that he hired and paid to stage this attack. Every liberal bleeding heart politician in the Democratic Party came to his defense, decried this thing, screamed about it, moaned about it, said it was typical of the United States, we hate black people, and now we find out it was a complete fraud. Not one of them has had the decency to come forward and condemn Jesse Smollett. Now, Jesse Smollett has been convicted of some serious crimes. These are all felonies. All of these crimes are felonies. He's been convicted, I think, of something on the order of five felonies. Five of six counts of felony disorderly conduct. Now, I don't know what that carries in the state of Illinois, because the term disorderly conduct in the New York State penal law refers to a simple violation of the law for which you can get up to 15 days in jail uh, or a summons and, and pay a fine or get time served or uh, just a simple warning in probation. But apparently there's a felony <clears throat> disorderly conduct for filing a false re- uh, police report. Now, any felony in the United States means that the crime carries at least uh, a maximum sentence of at least one year. When the maximum sentence is less than one year, a crime is known as a misdemeanor. So he's got five counts, each of which carry a year. Now, in all probability, any judge that sentences him would probably run those counts consecutively, uh, I'm sorry, uh, concurrently, because... um, They all stem from the same incident, and he has probably no criminal record prior to this. Um, But they could make it run consecutive. I don't think so. But I don't see how he gets convicted of five felony counts and walks out with no jail time whatsoever. He's got to get some. He's got to get some. But where is uh, Kamala Harris, the big prosecutor, condemning how this, this punk played the system. Where, where is the condemnation? How do they get credibility? <clears throat> they don't have any credibility. But there is justice occasionally in this country. Finally, we are rid of Governor Il Duce, Andrew Cuomo. We lost him a few months ago, fortunately. And he's been the recipient of a criminal complaint in Albany. We don't know how that's going to play out. But now we've been given the added benefit of being rescued from that drone that was on CNN all the time. His dumber, younger brother, uh, Fredo Cuomo, the inimitable Chris Cuomo, uh, who violated every tenet of journalistic etiquette by helping his brother by pressing sources and trying to gain access to information through other media sources or contacts about the people that were accusing his brother, and then lying 
to prosecutors and the attorney general as to the extent of the contact he had with his brother and his brother's lawyers and then lying to his employers at CNN. They finally pulled the plug on him. He's now going to try and sue for the remainder of his contract. Good luck with that, Fredo. Uh, It's nice that both you and your brother are unemployed. You are about as dumb as a stump. You are as partisan as can be. You're also a coward. You were called out to an MMA match after you thought you were a little bit tougher than you were uh, uh, by that uh, star whose name escapes me for the moment. I can't remember his name, but he called him out and he shrank away. I guess maybe he didn't have his weekly dose of steroids to fortify him. But that's what's happening. That's what's happening in the United States of America. We have people trying to write a new epitaph for the country by expanding voter rights for people that have no business being here. We have an almost Hitler-like democratic mindset that's going to mandate that all of us get a vaccine against a virus, which is in any case does not have a level of lethality, which would be causing all of this angst and having us all cowering in fear. My only question is, how long is it going to be before people finally rise up and say, we've had enough. We've bloody well had enough. I suspect that day is coming sooner than you think. I suspect that you're going to see it in the 2022 elections. I fully expect that Congress will be taken back by the Republicans. And I believe that once that is done, the White House will be taken back in 2024. And I dearly, dearly hope that the man who runs for office on the Republican ticket and wins is Donald Trump. Because that man was never even given a single chance by the Democrats. They were looking to get rid of him even before he arrived. Donald Trump didn't do anything wrong. Donald Trump didn't send anyone to jail. Donald Trump didn't make deals with the Chinese. Donald Trump didn't have a sit-down with the president of China and not even mention anything about the COVID virus like Biden did. This man is in the pocket of every foreign government you could possibly imagine. Biden is an incompetent fool. But the reason why I hope that it's Trump is because Trump can't run again. And all these other politicians are just that. They're politicians. If they run, they're going to want to get reelected. And so... Their actions will be tempered by that goal. Trump, if he gets in, knows he's gone in four. And he will do what he needs to do to finally drain that bloody swamp and see that those people who have evaded justice see to it that the bell tolls for them as well. For the Jamie Dury Show, I'm Jamie Dury. See you next time. 